As we get into your word, I pray that we'll all be open and our hearts will be open to receive the word of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the Young Adults Sunday on January 31st. Um, thank you to the pastors for giving us the altar to minister to you guys. Um, today, I'm going to talk about positioning yourself for a fresh start. So at the beginning of the month, we were made aware of the theme of the year. So what is our theme for the year? It's our year of divine settlement. How many of you believe in this theme? How many of you have seen the works of this theme in your life so far? So many of you believe you'll be settled this year. Settlement is not only physically, but spiritually, financially, and in every way possible. In the beginning of the year, we all make goals and we all have our dreams for the year and what we want to achieve. For some, it's to buy a new house. For others, it's to lose weight. For others, it's to gain weight, get more muscle. Others, is to make a specific amount of money that they want in their bank account. A new year symbolizes to many. It's a symbol for a new beginning. And for some, it's a symbol for a fresh start. But now we're in January 31st. The year of already has already started. We've had an insurrection. We've had an inauguration. We've had all these things already happen within the first five weeks of the, of the year. So how can we still have a fresh start when it's January 31st? So the second Sunday of this month, we learned that the theme was going to be a fresh start. How many of you have actually came into this word this month? We all need a fresh start to continuously go throughout our life. But a fresh start has to be conscious, a conscious decision, both spiritually and an earthly relationship. Last week, pastor spoke about new opportunities, which is often synonymous to fresh start. Today, we will talk about how we can position ourselves to actually be able to achieve a fresh start. Realistically, many, many times before a fresh start occurs, we also need a new opportunity. And once an opportunity is gone, it's gone. So throughout the Bible, there are many examples of, of God giving people fresh starts and the fresh start leading to history making. Um, make, uh, history making. From the creation of the world to the fall of Adam and Eve, to the flood of Noah, to Moses and the Israelites, to the birth, of the, birth the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we see that when God gives a fresh start, it's not only for us, but for the people around us. I'm a scientist, so I love case studies. So today we're gonna to do a couple of case studies of how God gave different people in the Bible a fresh start, what they did, what happened, and how we reacted to it. So we're gonna talk about Abraham, Moses, Adam and Eve, and Jesus to see how we can position ourselves for a fresh start in our life. So many of these popular Bible verses, we know them now, but they're also, they were able to be popular because they listened and came to the word of God. So one of the ways that we can position ourselves for a fresh start is to listen, trust, and obey. We've talked about trust and obey earlier this month, but we're just going to go over it again. So we're going to begin with first Abraham. We know Abraham to be the father of many nations, and the title, title came directly as a, a result of God giving him a fresh start. So in Genesis 17, 1 through 4, 
When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face, and God talk, talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of many nations. So God appeared to Abraham where he was at, and he made a covenant specifically with Abraham. In Genesis um, 17, 5, God gave him a sign. God gave him a sign, and the sign was of the change of name. So in the virus, it says, No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you the father of many nations. So when God is about to do a fresh start in our lives, we have to be positioned to actually hear from him. Then we also have to keen on the signs that he's giving us that a fresh start is about to happen. In Genesis 17, 9, God gave him the stipulations for the new covenant and how he can actually get the fresh start. So it says, and God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants through, throughout, um, after you throughout the generations. So the verse keeps going on and it talks about when some of the um, stipulations that God gave was that they need to be circumcised. All the men within the community needed to be circumcised. And this was also another sign of the covenant. Another stipulation was that Sarah needed a name change. So she went from Sarah to Sarah. So after God told him all that he needed to do, Abraham's reaction in Genesis 17, 17 was, Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah name, who is 90 years old, bear a child? So in order for him to be the father of many nations, his wife needed to be able to have children. But nowadays, people stop having children by the time they're 40. So imagine God telling you that you're going to have a child at 90 years old. So the Abraham reacted with his natural instinct was doubt and doubting that how is this even possible? But despite that, in Genesis 17, 23, Um, it says, so Abraham took Ishmael, his son, all who were born in the house, and all who brought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of the foreskin, and very same day, as God said to him. So what we know is that immediately Abraham listened and he obeyed and he trusted God, despite the uncertainty or the, the doubt that he had. Um, the promise that God gave Abraham seemed as though it was kind of delayed because he, it came so much later in his life. Like it, it came when he was 19, 99 years old. And it's just like, that seems almost impossible that someone is starting their life over again, even at 75 years old right now. It also seems impossible because his wife was not able to give birth and was being young, child nearly age. Uh, it also would be uncomfortable because he and his community of men would have to get circumcised at the age of 99 plus. Most times now, everyone gets circumcised when they're one year old, one day old. In order to be properly positioned for a fresh start, it may come with a feeling of uncomfortability, delay, or even completely impossible. 
But God requires us to still be obedient and have immediate obedience. Abraham was obedient. He immediately mobilized his entire community to prepare for the promises that God gave him. It isn't enough for God to just give us the word or give us the promise, but it's also important for us to trust, obey, and follow him immediately. With obedience to God comes humility and setting self aside. Pride can, um, can cause us to adequately position ourselves for a fresh start, can, can, can hinder us from positioning ourselves from a fresh start. Overconfidence, in the same sense, is our ability to see what to be true and to deny a subject ourselves to the guidance. And in order for us to actually be able to trust, obey, and listen, we need this thing that we call Godfidence, which is using God and your confidence and just going with what he says, because you're confident in what he's saying. So rather than being confident in what you know, what you see, and your abilities, you trust that God has, God knows exactly what he's doing for your life. So the second way that we can position ourselves for our fresh start is the um, is to be available. So we're going to go through the story of Moses. So we know Moses to be a pivotal player in the freedom of the Israelites. We also, we also know that Moses did not have any special talents, money, or character. We also know that Moses was actually a stutterer. But if it wasn't for Moses, the Israelites wouldn't be where they are today as one of the most powerful nations. The thing that made Moses different than many of the other people, despite him being a stutterer, was that he made himself available for God to use. So in Exodus 3, 1 through 4, now Moses was tending the flock of Jerusalem, his father-in-law, and the priest of Midian, and he, he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see the great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside and looked, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. So when God first met Moses, he was just tending to the um, to the flocks of his father-in-law. He wasn't in he wasn't doing anything supernatural. He wasn't doing anything spiritual. He was just going by his very day. But Moses was sensitive to um, to God, and when God called him, his immediate reaction was, "Here I am." Um, so in Exodus three five, what we see is that as soon as God called him. He said, here I am. Actually, um, He said, here I am. So he didn't like get confused, like, oh, is it me talking? Is it who's, who's talking to me? He just said, here I am. He was ready to go. He was ready to listen. In Exodus 3, 8, so God gave him the promise of, that, um, of the fresh start for the people of Israel. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them from that land to the good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites, and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Egyptians. <laughs> so in this, we see that God gave him 
a promise that again seems almost impossible like how do we go from this to being able to have access to milk and honey and all these things that we needed and this was the promise that god first initially gave moses so god used moses out of all the people because he was available moses did make excuses which many of us do make excuses for why god doesn't can't use us or why we can't do a specific thing within the house of God. And in Exodus 4:10, it says that Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. For I am slow in speech and slow in uh, to tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth, or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have I not, have I, have not I the Lord? So we see here that just like in human nature, we all know how to make excuses. Everyone is filled with excuses. But the thing about it is that God will make our excuses, he'll use our excuses to still do what he needs us to do. So Moses even went a step further beyond the excuse that he had and put and asked God to use somebody else. So in Exodus 4.13, But he said, oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever, who, who, whomever else you may send. So he was so desperate to not be used and he did not want to be in that position that he even said, go and use somebody else. And I know that we all, even myself included, we all will push things within the church, within our daily lives. Oh, go and ask this person to do it. Go and ask that person to do it. But we don't know why God gave us that assignment to begin with. So just being able to heed that word and just going with it. So despite his questioning and continuous excuses, he still made himself available to be used by God. Even though he doubted himself, he made excuses, he pushed it to other people, God still was able to use Moses. So a fresh start will only occur unless one makes room for God to speak um, for him to listen and for you to trust him and for you to obey him and for you to be available for him. Being available is also being attentive to God and what he wants us and what he wants from us. So in Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the, the but its end is a way of death. So oftentimes we're just walking around life, just doing the things that seems right. So within our like our generation, what we know is 18, you graduate from high school, 21, you graduate from college. And then from there, you have to either go, go, go back to school, go and get a job, and then you're married by 25, 26. If you're not married by 30 years old, you're actually kind of dry and rusty. It's time for you to go. But sometimes it's not, that's actually not what God's plan is for us specifically. So being able to listen to God be attentive to what he wants for you specifically is very important. God's word are filled with, filled with guidelines and principles that we can use to position ourselves for a fresh start. Often we rather listen to our feelings or our friends or are so consumed with life with things that seem right to us. We say, well, I feel it's right to do this, but the Bible might say otherwise. Oh, we say, God, you'll understand. Like, I'll get to it later. You know, I have to do this. I have to study. I have to go to school. I have to go and work. So we give God all these excuses of why we can't do what he wants us to do or why we can't listen and obey the Bible. 
So in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways my ways your own, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your, your thoughts. So what we see from the, this verse is that we can only see in what is in front of us and what is behind us. We can only have them. We don't know what's going to happen today. Later in the afternoon, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But because God's thoughts are way beyond ours, he sees the past, he sees the future, it's really important that we're attentive to what he's saying because he actually knows. So positioning ourselves for a fresh start includes getting rid of the excuses in our minds. Some of the excuses that we have often today is school, work, kids, tiredness, and even laziness. God will qualify an available vessel before he qualifies a quali- He uses a qualified one, which is, which is what we see in the life of Moses and why the Israelites were able to get a fresh start and change the course of history. The third way to position yourself for a fresh, fresh start is to stop hiding behind fear and sin. So in the story of Adam and Eve, we all know the story. Um, Adam and Eve were very different types of characters in the Bible. They're often remembered for the pain women feel in childbirth or because I have cramps, it's Eve's fault. Like oftentimes you see on Twitter, people are always like, I can't wait to get to heaven so I can go and talk to Eve. So that, that because of all the pain that people feel, people attribute it to Adam and Eve. Uh, they were given specific instructions to not eat from the tree. But through temptation, they still did, they disobeyed. After the, the, their disobedience, God called them, and they were hiding in Genesis 3. It says, then the Lord called to Adam and said, where are you? We see that immediately after they disobeyed God, they started to hide. And hiding can be symbolic for a lot of different things. It's shame. It's guilt. It's that feeling of, oh, I don't want people to really see what I actually look like. God asked them where they are, and they were hiding out of also fear. So if you go to verse 10, Genesis 3, 10. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. In, a, in the world we live in, many people hide be, behind anxiety, behind fear, and other sins. But God gave us Jesus, and that was the true fresh start. So Adam and Eve were given a fresh start in the Garden, the garden of Eden. But as a result of disobedience, it fell. But God sent Jesus to us so that we can actually have a real fresh start, and we can stop hiding from sin, we can stop hiding from our fears, and we can stop hiding from our anxiety. Fear is a very, fear and anxiety is a very crippling mental state. It will stop you from doing the things that not only God calls you to do, but even the things that you desire yourself to do. Um, in the, so in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So our fresh start, our true fresh start comes because of Jesus and being able to go to him daily and renew ourselves daily with him and stop hiding from our sins and stop hiding from our fears and our anxieties. In order to stop hiding, we also need to learn how to take accountability to our mishaps. Taking in Proverbs 28, 13, 
covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. A man who refuses to admit his or her mistakes or sin can never be successful in the earthly things, and they will not be successful in the spiritual things as well. You have to be honest with yourself to be able to fully position yourself for a fresh start. This is also recognizing where your downfalls are. So like for me personally, I'm very shy. I don't like to talk in front of people and I know that, but just being able to go past that and do this and do things that make you uncomfortable, you never know how that will actually not only change you, but then change the people that you're speaking to or helping. So just being able to really be introspective, really figure out who you are. So a man or woman who refuses to admit his or her own mistakes, again, will never be successful. As humans, we find it really hard to take responsibility for things that we do. We will, all, we'll, just like Adam and Eve, Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the serpent. Who are we blaming? Oftentimes, it's our children, our work, our school, I have to pay this bill, I have to do this. In a lot of church cultures, people say it's the devil that did it, but it's not even the devil that did it. It was our own, it was because of us or because God was trying to tell us something, but we're so quick to blame the devil. But what, what are we doing? How are we positioning ourselves to be in the situation that we're in? We need to start practicing accountability for our actions and come humbly for, before God for forgiveness of sin and just forgiveness from the things that the excuses that we've given to not actually position ourselves for God to really use us. Because Jesus is here now. Jesus, because of his because of his resurrection, Jesus is now here. He's only present. And because of his only presence, we're able to never hide from our sins. Whether or not you're here, you're in Nigeria, you're anywhere, you can come daily reading your Bible, praying, spending time with God, praise and worship just to renew yourself and really get that fresh start daily spiritually. So today's January 31st, and there's so much more time in the year. We still have 10 months, 11 months to go, 11 months to go. I employ all of us to really deep, dig deep, to really see where we need a fresh start in our lives. This could be academically, it could be career-wise, it could be spiritually, most importantly. It could be even understanding like finances and how to better our finances. Where do we need a fresh start? We need to position our, ourselves so that God can speak to us. But not only that, in our day-to-day -day life, listen to what God is telling us even in the smallest of things. So like oftentimes God will use motifs, things that keep popping up and you keep seeing it often. That's sometimes that's simply God telling you something, but we're not sensitive enough to actually recognize that it's God. Once God speaks to you, obey. Sometimes obedience doesn't come easy because it's just like, well, that doesn't really make sense and that doesn't look good. So why would I go and do it? But God knows what he's doing. Obey even when it seems uncomfortable or it doesn't make sense. Be available for God to use you. Many of us, all of us have excuses. We all have excuses to be given. But God will only use the person that's available, not the person that is qualified. First, fresh start, we need to be available for the changes that may come with, from the new start. So oftentimes when a fresh start comes, things are changing, things are moving. You have to make, you have to stop old habits. 
Um, you have to, your old habit is not is being lazy. You have to figure out how can I stop being lazy? If you're disorganized, how can I actually organize myself in a way that will take me to this fresh start? We no longer, in addition, we no longer have to hide from our sins and our fears because we have Jesus to forgive us and the Holy Spirit to be our helper. In order to be divinely settled, you need to have a fresh start. And in order to have a fresh start, one needs to be adequately positioned for the fresh start. I just have one prayer point. Everyone can stand up. So, Father, Lord, give us the heart to listen, trust, and obey in order to have a fresh start. Give us the heart to be available to use to be able to have a fresh start. Let's pray and pray, pray, pray. Tell the Lord, give me the heart, oh God, to perceive it in the heart that hears, listens, and is able to obey. Tell the Lord, Father, position me, oh God, to hear you. Open my ears to be able to listen when you speak unto me. Circumcise my heart, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Give me the spirit of obedience, oh God. Take away from me every flimsy excuse that makes me to be moved away from your presence. In the name of Jesus, just pray, tell the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are Yahweh. Yeah, you are Oh, 
and be used of God. Only those who are able to stand and say, Lord, here I am, use me. Will he use for his purpose and for his glory? I pray may you all, may every one of us in this assembly this morning be used for the glory and the purpose of God this year, miraculously and for wonders and signs in the mighty name of Jesus. When you are available to fly, he empowers you with wisdom, with resources, with the boldness, and with the attributes of God himself to be able to do the unthinkable, the unquestionable. I pray so shall be your portion this year in the name of Jesus. Think about that thing that you struggle with in the previous years. Think about those things that holds you back in doubt, in laziness, in, in freaky attitude. Think about those things. And just consider the things that those things are taking away from your life, from being centered for God's purpose. It is my prayer that the Lord God Almighty will open our eyes and they will open our ears and they will give us a heart of understanding that this year, none under the sound of my voice and under the administration this morning from the mount of God's Dora, the Ross, none Miss the purpose of God for us in settling us this year Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. That's Pastor's daughter at 24, preaching our first message. Our first example. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why can't you just back and put your hands together? God is good. No perfect. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The time is coming when Daniel will be the one preaching here this time. I mean, praise the Lord. Uh, yeah, Wave your hand, let everybody see you. Uh, I'm talking about the youngest Daniel. The youngest Daniel. Praise the Lord. How old is Daniel now? I'm talking about Daniel. 12. 12 is even too old. How uh, 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 old is my wife? Tell me. The day is coming when, when he will be here to be able to lead us into the presence of God. In Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14 from verse 18 to 20. As you may see that just for a while. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of Most High, of God Most High. 
And they blessed him. What did he bless? What is him that the Bible is talking about there? Bible scholars. He blessed him. What did he bless? Abraham. Yes. He blessed Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And verse 20 says, And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tithe of all, a fresh start and a new beginning. God just gave Abraham so much victory that he had so much power. From all those who attack and, uh, and capture blood and, uh, and uh, his household and all that were within. Abraham took it, the, the, the men of war in his house, and went and fought and he gets everything. He got a spoil of all those who he conquered and on his way with all that he had. He met with the king of Salem, Melchizedek. And they recognized him as the one that has no beginning, not the one that has end. As of what no man has done before. Abraham did because he understands covenants. He understand the heart of God. He understand the will of God. Bible says, and he gave it tithes of all the spoil. After the king of Salem, Melchizedek, gave him the bread and the wine, symbolizing what is to come. And Jesus eventually paid the ultimate price of giving his body and shedding his blood for the remissions of our sins. As we gather together today and having heard the word of God, having put on humility with faith and trust in the one who shed his blood for us, in the one that through his blood we receive redemption to be called sons and daughters. As we gather together this morning, I want us to look up in humility to that same land. Who after the priest and it's been spoken concerning him that he will be the Messiah. How to go through all without excuses. 
how to go through tribulations, how to go through the times of need, how to go through times of, of, of pain, how to go through times of lack, how to go through times when he doesn't understand if the Father is even still there for him. He trusted all the disciples that he knew one would definitely betray him. But the betrayer would not be for him, it would be to the glory of God. And so in that night, he took the bread. And after he was giving thanks, he broke it and he gave it to all his disciples. And he said, take it. This is my body that was broken for the sins of the world. So whenever you partake of this, always do it in remembrance of me. Communion did not just start with Jesus and the disciples. But because Jesus came in the order of Abraham, Abraham did what he's supposed to do. And the king of Salem, who was in the beginning and has no end, did the same. And Jesus had to come to do the same. My prayer is that as we partake of this at this hour, the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that, that was bruised, that was broken, that was beaten and smitten. Our diseases and our sicknesses and our pains. And so partake of this hour, I want you to consider that sickness finished in your body. Amen. That pain gone over you. Amen. And that impurity and fleshly thoughts be removed Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. After the bread, he took the cup and he lifted his top and gave thanks unto the Father and said, This is the cup of new covenant that was shed for the remissions of the sins of the world. Whenever you drink of this, do it in remembrance of me. I declare the life that is in the blood enters into your body right now and give life to whatsoever is weak in you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Son of God. In Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus set me free from sin and sorrow. The blood of Jesus set me free.